Back on the air with extra points, Garen Emig and Bill Haston, Tulsa World Sports columnist, here to talk uh, football once more. Um, Going to try to get to some preps a little later in the show, Bill, but we, we do want to load up on college. I'm outside on purpose this week, not just because I think it's a cute backdrop, but because I need the serenity, man. I've got wind chimes and blowing tree leaves behind me because it's the week after an OU football loss. Right. People, once again, freaking out, losing their heads and their minds. Um. It was unexpected. OU's 41-34 defeat against Kansas State. And yet, I don't think anyone thought this was going to be a playoff team. I don't think, no matter how good they looked against Nebraska. Um, as we transition to what's coming for the Sooners um, and, and their matchup with TCU, how big of a moment is this for Brent Venables as a, as a head coach? What do you think? Um. Well, if you – if you think about OU's history and and what what is the stat, Garen? Only once since Bob Stoops was hired has the program lost in two consecutive conference games. Right, mm -hmm. two years ago, Iowa State and K and K State and Iowa State, and so there's this amazing history of all OU teams over the last quarter century uh, recovering from getting their hearts broken. Right. And, and this is this is the full gamut of OU teams from the great ones to 2013, 2014 level teams. So um, it's very important. I don't I don't it's it's as as it pertains to Brent's uh, being a first year head coach. Yeah, it's important to go to Fort Worth and to recover immediately and impressively and to shut down TCU and to, uh, first of all, last week wasn't Dylan Gabriel's fault. Uh, and I've heard some some of that, come on now. He, it, I don't think he's committed a turnover yet this season, right? So uh, that's pretty good. And complete 67% without a turnover. Uh, but the tone was set last week, Garen, when they converted third and 12, like in the first, possession of the game they convert third and 12 and they go down to score and then then there's the infamous third and 16 later in the game right so you know yeah it's important for OU uh, to sustain its identity as a team that doesn't get beat twice and yep. for them go to Fort Worth uh be infinitely better uh defensively and because they were good enough to win last week on offense they weren't great but they were good enough to win so uh yeah that that to me is is the storyline of the week is, is does OU do what it did consistently for the most part with Lincoln and always with Bob is to recover from, you know, from, from a, from a loss. And because, you know, every loss is a surprise. Every loss yep. at OU is unexpected. Right. That's the nature of it. Right. Well, I got a, I, 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 and I don't know what's going to happen because I don't know what's going to happen in any game in the Big 12 anymore. I really don't. I, I no clue. Oh, and, no doubt. I mean, you talk about a league that is just one to 10, indecipherable. Um, I will, we'll see how the Sooners respond. If Gabriel continues to play as he does, I think they're going to be okay. I'm even more interested to see what happens in Waco because that is, uh, this, this to up till now, Bill, this is the game of the year in the league. It's Baylor, Oklahoma State a rematch of last year's Big 12 championship. Two teams playing pretty well right now, playing yeah. two different styles, but both with equal effectiveness. 
outside of the way Baylor closed the game at BYU. They, I think they should be undefeated still. They should have won that game in Provo. They didn't, but they, but they're, right. they look, they look the part is what I'm saying when they went to Iowa state and beat the Cyclones last week, any, uh, any inkling as to, as to how good and competitive and, uh, and, and physical and, and, and just uh, tiring a game we're going to get in Waco this weekend. Um, it's so important for OSU because obviously the, the the strength of OSU's defense is up front, and it's so important for them to be great on first down all yep. day. And then, and by great, I mean you know, just limit put push Baylor to third and long, third and seven, and beyond that, so you can turn your pressure people loose and really make it uncomfortable for Blake Shape. And because if they consistently go for four to six yards, you know, on first down and, and, and the Baylor, Baylor will be fine with, uh, you know, just crunching away in that regard all day. Uh, and then Baylor, their run defense is, it's the best in the league, I think, isn't it? It's got to be. Uh, statistically and eye test and all of it. I mean, they really, uh, so this is a real Spencer Sanders game for sure. Yep. Uh, with regard to playmaking, yep. uh, he needs to have a game that kind of resembles what Adrian Martinez did uh, the other day in normal, uh, running it and throwing it and, mm -hmm. and protecting it before all else, protecting it. Um, because right. I, still, I still can't believe what I saw from Adrian Martinez. Um, but if there's a Mount Rushmore of opposition uh, performances <laughs> over the last 25 years uh, at Owen Field, that Martinez is probably on it. Uh, one of the four or five best visiting team of, uh, performances of the last 25 years at Owen yeah. Field. He was yeah. great. And, you know, there's a part of you that feels good for the guy because of uh, all the turbulence he experienced at Nebraska. So, sure. uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's a classic matchup. Uh, you know, OSU, it's just, it's so interesting to, to re reflect on Gundy's first uh, three years as the head coach at Oklahoma State, and they could not get over the hump with regard to winning on the road, Garen. They just they they would blow leads, or they would come up just short, or uh, just they just couldn't get it done on the road. And now they have become a really really good road program. They've won five of their last six, I think, overall on the road. Uh, Mike's record on the road overall over the body of his. Uh, run there as a head guy it's like 20 games over 500 which if you had told me that in 07 that he he was destined to become a great coach or, or that his program would be have a great track record in road games I, I don't I wouldn't have believed it just because I hadn't seen it and now so you know going to Waco uh, that's been a tough assignment for both of the Bedlam schools well heck for everybody uh, in the Big 12 I mean I mean, Baylor has its uh, hiccup seasons, you know, like its transition seasons. They're not afraid to throw out a two and ten when they're transitioning uh, from one coach to the next. But boy, they recover quickly. It's so impressive uh, of all places to to have done that, Baylor. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm fascinated by this game. Honestly, I mean, Garen, the storylines of all three state schools. Yep. To uh, state schools games this weekend are it's it's in the the fact that the games are staggered so that are, anybody who wants to watch yeah you want to watch all three you, you can without disruption and 
it's a sensation. It's the game. It's the Saturday of the year so far here in, here in the state for football people. Yeah, it might be, but by the end of the year, yeah, you touched on Game Three. That's Tulsa hosting Cincinnati. I uh, I got to think, Bill, that if well, the wild card, of course, is who's going to quarterback the Hurricane. Right. Villa uh, Montgomery leaving no no hints of that this week between Davis Brennan and Braylon Braxton. Um, Braxton settled into the game a little bit in Oxford last week, did throw a big t- touchdown pass to draw the hurricane close down the stretch. But you know he's going to feel a heck of a lot more comfortable against the Bearcats defense with Bryn as the trigger man. Uh, if if it isn't Davis Bryn, I mean, do we do we take the second half of, of, of TU Ole Miss last week defensively for the hurricane and and translate that into uh hopeful a hopeful situation on Saturday. Well it's not Desmond Ritter they're defending anymore at quarterback uh, for the Bearcats. I mean you ne- should never invest too much in in a spring game, but I did see Braxton play in the spring uh and was really impressed. Uh and so now when he got off the bus at the at Ole Miss the other day he wasn't thinking, you know, I'm sure he's prepared to play, but was he really, really prepared to play? Was he really thinking I'm going to play? No, probably not. Uh, even though that's his job is to be ready. But are you really ready if you're the backup quarterback um, for that moment? And an SEC venue, no less. So um, I'm going to be really interested to see Braxton after a full week of classroom reps, taking the iPad home reps with him, taking the iPad home and studying reps, every rep with the ones, because I'm presuming he's the guy. Uh, I'll say this for Phillips' program. Uh, their last two games with SEC opposition, the two Mississippi schools, Garen, they went jaw to jaw with those guys physically, physically, uh, TU is at such a different place today than it was 10 years ago in Conference USA with regard to bigger, faster, stronger, and more of them. And, and NFL, obviously, look at the draft results lately. Uh, so, right. sure. um, you know, everybody was sickened by, you know, Brand getting dinged and not being able to, to uh, finish what he started because you might have seen a classic and you might have seen a TU upset. Um, we'll never know. But... I like Braxton. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to beat Cincinnati, but I do like his skill set. And with a full week of preparation to be the guy, uh, he's certainly going to be better than he was last week, you would think. At home, too. Uh, so, uh, great ball game for uh, for TU. And, and I can't wait to watch, really, all three of these ball games. But, yeah. man, it, it's just... Um, and I, you know, if I had to like, like roll out picks, I was thinking about this this morning. I mean, I'm going to pick OU because it's OU to, to win in Fort Worth. And I'm going to pick, I just think Sanders is due after seven interceptions in two games. Don't you think, Aaron, don't you think Sanders is, is really either, either he's going to, Shoulder the responsibility of being mm-hmm. great, or he's going to put so much pressure on himself that he throws. That's the question. Off. Yeah, yeah. And and Gundy said it himself this week, Bill. I asked him about um, Sanders 
putting too much on himself, given what happened a year ago with the seven picks. And of course, you know, Mike's going to say, no, he's, you know, he said, we don't, we don't worry about that. He knows that, you know, he got hit on a couple of the throws, which he did. Uh, there were a couple of those throws could have been caught by OSU receivers. That also is true. And yet, uh, you know, we, if you're around Sanders at all, you realize that how much he expects of himself and how much, how self-critical he becomes that it, it's going to be natural for him to want to, to grab the bit in this game and, and prove himself. And you, you compound that with the fact that Gundy on Monday even said he's, he's, a, he's still a risk taker. His, his interception number is just one up to this point. He looks more effective and confident in the offense than he ever has, and yet, it's that's just the way he quarterbacks. He'll he'll try to he'll try to squeeze the ball in a coverage he shouldn't. Still, you can't do that against Dave Aranda's defense. You know what though? It's it, he should be better with the ball because he's the same age or even maybe a little older than it, like two or three starters in the NFL right now. Talking about Sanders. Yeah, right. And he is a veteran quarterback. For sure. Uh, so um, I think it's – well, you hate to throw it all on one guy, but this is Spencer Sanders' game. I think it is. Yeah. Win. And that's that's just the, – that's the bottom line for OSU. Because they don't have – they have a defense that can help them win a game this year. They don't have a defense that can – I don't think that can win a game flat out. Like yeah, they right. Year. Yeah. Yep. So you need Sanders to be special. Yep. Well, it should be a lot of fun. I can't wait for uh, for for really all three. Like you said, all three games are, are delicious for different reasons. Oh, yeah. um, I wanted to ask you. This is this is cool stuff. And Arkansas, Alabama, the same weekend, Garen. Holy moly! I mean, I mean, it just we're surrounded oh, by. Oh man, how about the man? The Razorbacks should uh, the Razorbacks should have won that game Saturday. Bro, have you ever seen a kick behave like that? Have you ever seen a field goal hit the top? Yeah. Of Straight up, straight down. It was uh that was a man, you get you get out 14 nothing like they did too, right? Oh, I know. But you know, when they got that, yeah, I mean that whole evening <clears throat> was uh, rife with weirdness because <laughs> that, that that game's going on at the same time as the OU game, right? Yeah, yeah. And and K-State bolts out. Like I said, I mean, like the fourth play of the game, they convert third and twelve. I'm like, really. Really, third and twelve, and then they score, and then they score again, and I'm like, okay, now we got drama. And but you know, even then, I didn't think OU would lose that game. I thought they would. It would be a, a yeah, just a classic gut check, uh, and they'd find a way to win at the end. And uh, uh, boy, that that was you. You let Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez. Run for two hundred and sixty yards. I know, two sixty roughly. Uh, and then you let Martinez uh, throw the ball was fantastic. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's it's the uh, twenty five year uh, trend for OU to recover, play well, and a lot of these games too. They've just beaten the crap out of out of pretty decent opponents on a bunch of occasions after a loss. And and this is kind of one of those games to me. I don't just kind of expect them to win. I want to see them play well and kind of hammer TCU because I'm not. They can. I, yeah, well, the problem is, Bill, if they don't defend better, you know, Zach Evans is no longer TCU's feature back. He's with Ole Miss. TU got a dose of him last week in Oxford, right? But they reloaded uh, at running back. They've got 
the best receivers they've had in a long time, certainly since Boykin was a quarterback. And Max Duggan, I mean, we're the Big 12, you got uh, you got Stan- Sanders, you got Gabriel, you got Jalen Daniels, who may be the national story in terms of quarterbacks in, in football this year. They're they're just zipping along. No one's really noticed how good and efficient Duggan has been since Chandler Morris went down with an injury. Right. So this is this is not a TCU. This isn't, you know, Gary Patterson late two thousands offense being played at TCU. No, I've been wondering. You know, if if uh, I mean, but Pat Patterson has a statue for a reason. He he was amazing for that school. Right. But if you if you could somehow combine Patterson toughness with Sonny Dykes offense, <laughs> what does it look like? And yeah, I just think at this point, uh, uh, if you look at OU's best 40 players and compare it to TCU's best 40, even though TCU is loaded with NFL receivers, they got three guys who are projected to in, end up in the NFL. Right, and they, right. But and, and you counter that by uh, making it really difficult for Duggan. You have to. Just like OSU's got to make it difficult for Blake Shapin. They got to make him uncomfortable and they got to make Duggan uncomfortable. Yeah, difference is Duggan can he can scoot a little bit. Although he's not, I mean, the stats I've seen, I don't think he's quite as engaged in the run game as he was the last couple. No, of I years. don't think he not to this point. Uh, but we saw what Martinez did. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I was at at Boone Pickens when Brock Purdy ran out there for his <laughs> yeah. first uh, appearance, right. and he ran OSU to death that day. So. Uh, no, it's a great, it's a, it's a sensational uh, triple header, quadruple header, really. I've brought, put Alabama and Arkansas in there, although um, uh, I don't know how to feel about that game either. I mean, I yeah. just don't, I don't know that I trust Arkansas's offense to to keep yeah. up, and I just don't. But 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 with all due respect, uh, to that man, they should have beaten A and M. Dad, you you do all that work and you get it. The ball in the middle of the field with a very makeable field goal, yep. and you, didn't they miss a PAT as well? I think. Anyway. Well, I, I, I don't know that. I I would just say that as as important as Sanders is going to be for OSU against Baylor, maybe magnify that with KJ Jefferson for Arkansas this weekend against. Talk about a quarterback that you're asking to make a ton of plays in a in a game like that, especially right. coming off a, an uneven performance. Right. The stadium. Um. Real quick. Prep football. I want. I want. To, I want to hit on this. Uh, we've written some, uh, some 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 things about uh, some, some TPS programs this year. Levy Adcock doing some really cool stuff at Will Rogers. You wrote a, a very uh, interesting piece on Booker T and the numbers game that they're fighting over there with with Coach Jonathan Brown. They got a big one right with Stillwater over at SE Williams Friday night. But another story I don't want I don't want people to miss is what's uh, what's happening at uh, at Central with Kip Shaw. Right. That's that is uh, I've noticed that they're uh, they're turning some heads yeah. uh, with regard to their uh, their start over home of the Braves. Right. Sometimes you'll see a, a program that has struggled for a while and they'll win a couple of games early. And it's and it's a nice story. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice story. Good for right. them. It's a good for them kind of story. Right. This is beyond that. They're Central's really good. Uh and I talked to Coach Shaw last night, and I'll be at their practice here in about 40 minutes. And uh, he he said, you know, everybody knows it's a challenge for TPS schools to keep special players. Right. 
from leaving. And he said, our guys have stayed and we have some really good ones. I mean, they have, uh, they have a kid who's five foot eight, about two, uh, from 220. And you know what they do with him on, on speed, on, on passing downs is they plug him in over the nose in their speed package and nobody, mm. can block him. nobody can block him. Wow. And of course, they they have uh, uh you know what they have they, have, uh, they do have a kid named Guess G U E S S and I'm kind of curious if he might be I'll find out today if he might be related somehow to Artie Guess who played at yeah, OU I remember him yeah thirty something years ago right uh, but this kid's six four two twenty five edge rusher and his name's Aiden Guess I guess because it's an A first name I'm thinking maybe Artie Guess related I don't know uh, but I will find out. But 6'4", 225, edge rusher, and um, he's on the – he's a junior, and he's on the verge of, of becoming, you know, a significant uh, target for some schools in recruiting. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a veteran quarterback, Jamon Silas, really good player. They are legit. Anyway, they came this close to beating the top-ranked vertebrates last week, that mm -hmm. close. And, and so here they take a three-and-one record in this week to a game with Kasha at Central. So – uh, you know, and it's one of about seven or eight games at that level of entry going in for the weekend. So it's a good, it's, I wouldn't say it's an epic high school weekend of matchups, but it's really good. There's a lot of good games. Yeah. Uh, and then Bixby goes for 50, uh, 53 in a row. Yeah. Uh, I just for the sake of uh, reminding myself, because I, I had forgotten uh, the national. Record for longest high school win streak is De La Salle mm -hmm. 20 years ago at 151. So <laughs> just they, a third. <laughs> he's like eight, eight or seven and a half, eight years away from that. That's crazy, man. You'd think that they'd be on the heels after right. 50 some odd. 151 in a row. Golly. Uh, isn't that nuts? Um, yeah, but. but uh, not saying it's not doable, but that's still somebody did it, so it's doable. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, yeah, but Bixby's only a third of the way there. If 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 that's what they're shooting for now, but right. uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Booker T. Stillwater is is a really really interesting game, and that could be. I take a, it the Pioneers pretty what if you, if there was such a thing touchdown favorite, maybe more than that even. What do you think? Oh yeah, I would say uh, yeah. Seven and a half, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but this could be a season-changing game for Booker T. For, it sure could. And everybody in 6A2 is scared to death of Booker T. Uh, and and uh, I picked Stillwater in the preseason to win it. Uh, they're beautifully coached. They've got a veteran quarterback. They don't make a lot of penalties. Uh, really, really talented teams like Sand Springs and Choctaw are so – Frequently penalized, you just you can't. It, it's mind blowing. Uh, Sand Springs last week. Sand Springs last two games, thirty one penalties. You, Man, yeah, Bobby Clink's got is got to be just keeping him up at night. Thirty one penalties, four fifteen yard uh, infractions in the fourth quarter of a close game with Muskogee the other day. Hey, Muskogee, there's a story for you, brother. Oh my gosh, they're good. Yeah, you saw them they're, last week. Yeah, yeah, they're this close to being. Uh, uh, I would even say right now, depending on the draw, I could easily see them going to the semifinals. I don't know that they're ready to win state 
in that class, but oh my lord, they have an athlete, a lefty uh, uh, quarterback named uh, his nickname is Bird, except it's spelled B Y R D because he looked like a baby bird when he was a baby. That's <laughs> or somebody nicknamed him Bird, except they spell it B Y R D, which is kind of right. cool. <laughs> you know where he was Saturday? He was in Lubbock as a guest for, of Texas Tech. He and saw a good game. Yeah, he did. And he's been to Penn State. No, I'm getting my kid. No, he has been to Penn State. Penn State, OU, OSU, and now Texas Tech. So, okay. Not necessarily to play quarterback, apparently, but he's only a 10th grader. And I say if he gets to 6'3, 190, I would leave him at the quarterback position. He's got special arm talent, um, and he's a stud. And if he doesn't play quarterback for somebody, he'll play in the defensive backfield and be a really good player for somebody. But, uh, yeah, Muskogee and Travis Hill are uh, sure at midseason. Well, crap, they're unbeaten. I mean, you can't do any better than that. And uh, to win at Sand Springs is, is not easy. And then they pulled it off. And so, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I hope by – Halloween, that Jinx is as healthy as Jinx can possibly be. Mm -hmm. uh, I want him to be healthy as they can be today, but I'm just saying realistically, I hope right. no, I know. October they, they really get it together with their roster and everybody who can play will play uh, because you got Jinx Bixby <laughs> final game uh, of the regular season. And I, uh, I'm hopeful we can see a classic that night but um or jinx i've never seen any team torn to pieces like by injury as jinx has been and every week i i just hope for the best for those kids to come back and and uh uh because it just doesn't feel right mm -hmm. to have, not have a healthy fully loaded jinx in the semifinals of the state tournament and I, that's what i'm hoping for yeah where are you going to be friday night you know, I didn't even decide that until midnight last night. I'm going to go watch Collinsville because um, there's like it's, – it's interesting. I heard a, a radio piece in Oklahoma City, and they were breaking down Class 5A. And, like, the ninth team they mentioned was Collinsville. So, oh, yeah, there's Collinsville. Collinsville has the second longest win streak in the state, and they are the defending 5A champion. And they've got it going again, and they just keep rolling along, and they don't seem to get a whole lot of acclaim or respect. And uh, well, I shouldn't say respect. They don't seem to get a lot of love as a team that yeah. has a real chance to repeat. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to go watch them play Bishop Kelly and see okay. and see what that looks like and see what Collinsville 22, how it compares to Collinsville 21, because they were great last year. So, yeah. And 5A is the deepest, most – stacked class in the state and uh we'll see but yeah i think i'm gonna go watch collinsville all right you've got a uh, game in collinsville in 20 years so i need to go up there anyway you haven't been to collinsville in 20 years hmm the last time you saw a game not, there no, 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 not, not, not for a football game i've been there for uh interviews and basketball and, uh, and barbecue uh, but I have not been there for on a Friday night for a football game in 20 years. I saw a Scott took Collinsville game like 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Well, load up on that. Uh, enjoy the tailgate. Uh, they'll probably feed you some burgers or dogs or brats or whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to go to Waco to see Baylor and OSU Saturday. Keep an eye on TU Cincinnati. Keep an eye on OUTCU. Keep an eye on Arkansas and the Hogs' quest to take down mighty Alabama. Uh, Bill, you and I will talk again next week. Hey, appreciate everyone reading us, watching us, listening to us. The podcast is something you can catch every week, courtesy of the Tulsa World. Just get a hold of uh, Google, Apple, uh, or Spotify. It'll take care of you from there.